Welcome everyone to Tooth and Claw Podcast. We have our wildlife biologist and my older brother, Wes Larson, with us. Hey. Wes, give us a howl. Howl. <laughs> Wait, a howl? A howl or a howl? <laughs> <laughs> we got Mike Smith, our producer. Is that what we're calling you now, Mike? Yeah, slash yeah. co-host. I mean, he's my... Slash friend. I'd say Jeff's ex-roommate, Mike Smith. Okay. Perfect. And then we got me, Jeff Larson, Mike Smith's ex-roommate. And uh, Wes, do you want to introduce our guest today? Yes, I'd love to. We have Sammy Smart, my friend, and one of the hosts of one of my favorite podcasts, Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hey, Hello. Sammy. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Very good, man. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Sammy, we're so happy you're here and joining us. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for, for having me. Yeah. I've I've guested a couple times now on Too Scary Didn't Watch, and I've kind of been, you know, trying to figure out a good opportunity to have at least one of you ladies onto the podcast. And we had been doing spooky themed stories all month. And so it just seemed like a good time to have you on. It's a good time. <laughs> Tis the season. I, yeah. I'm going to. Let's recap. What have we done? We did. You did a. What type of spider was Brazilian it? Brazilian wandering, wandering spider. Spider. Yeah. Fat bear week. Yeah. Spooky. Not that spooky. And <laughs> now this one. So really not that many. But we've been trying our best. And I don't know. I know you're a big fan of scary movies. So much so that you started a podcast and the podcast is kind of for all those out, uh, all those of you out there that aren't big, scary movie people. It's the perfect podcast for you because the kind of I, the idea is that Sammy really likes them, but your co-hosts don't. Yep. So you'll kind of recap the movie for them. Yes. And it's really fun. They were big on um, reading the Wikipedia synopsis of horror yeah. movies. I feel like a lot of people out there, I've heard that's a common thing that people do. So this is just a little more detailed version of that where we get all the all the horrifying details for you. And Wes, your episodes that you've guessed on are some of my favorite episodes. We oh, did great. Anaconda and Cocaine Bear. So <laughs> great place to start. Oh, nice. <laughs> some classics. Just high cinema. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, uh, what's it called? Hurricane Sharks? Oh, Sharknado. 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 Yeah. If you do Sharknado, uh, I'll, I'll come on that. Great. If I'm invited. Yes, Jeff's of course. Jeff's a Sharknado expert. Hell Yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest, like the topic today, it, it would be like if you had me on to talk about human centipede or something <laughs> like that. Like, I, I feel really We're bad. Jumping in the deep you know, end here. Yeah. Of tooth I, and claw. I do think this is maybe the grossest episode that we're going to produce so oh. far. Um, well, then I'm the perfect wow. guest. I can't it's, wait. It's horrific. So I'm happy Buckle you're up. here because I know you like horror. I do. Uh, yeah. Before we get into it, though, how's your October been? It's been good. Um, I've been watching a lot of horror movies. I have noticed that I do this thing where I will put off watching a horror movie because I think we're going to do it on the podcast eventually. And so I think, well, I better save watching it for when the time comes. Right. And I've freed myself of that for this month. And it is, it's really... Wonderful to just be able to watch whatever horror movie I feel like watching. Nice. What a concept. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> whenever us three are together, I feel like whenever like we make a suggestion for a horror movie, Wes will either say, I watched that a month ago or like a week ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or like, I need to watch that with someone else. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's true. So we end up watching Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a very interesting way of picking movies when we're together, and I'm not sure if you've ever done this, but we queue up Super Smash Brothers, the game, the Nintendo uh-huh. game. Okay. And we assign all the characters just like a computer player, so we're not controlling them. And then each character is assigned a movie, and whichever character wins the Super Smash Brothers fight is the movie wow. that we have to watch. And sometimes we pick a movie that none of us want to watch and we assign it to one of the characters. And unfortunately, I feel like recently we've been on a real hot streak of watching movies that none of us want to watch, including Haunted Mansion. The so, recent no. one, yeah? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, heard that was pretty bad. They keep I just putting watched, Jared Leto in movies, huh? Yeah, we don't we don't need him. We're on the same page there. He needs to be out of all movies. Wait a minute. Who was yeah. he in Haunted Mansion? I didn't even he was notice the bad he's in guy. It. He was like he was a voice. Oh, was he like just like in the skull? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Oh, he's he a bad keeps guy finding though, ways so. to yeah. getting in. Wow. <laughs> Perfect role for him. That's like uh <laughs> what's his name in Prome- Prometheus? Oh, uh, Guy, Guy Pierce. Pierce. Guy Pierce yeah. just plays an old dude. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. like, you didn't need to hire this person <laughs> for that role. Yeah. I also watched Totally Killer, which I hated. I don't know if you saw that one, but... I did yeah. see it, yes. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't say I hated it, but I certainly didn't love it. I guess I know you work in movies, so I should be a little more careful. No, no, no. Say you got to be true to yourself. You, okay. don't, you don't have to be afraid. <laughs> All right. But yeah, pre- uh, pretty mid movie, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my girlfriend liked it all right. I wasn't yeah. a big fan. Okay. So, you know, we can talk movies all day. We can catch up all day. But we got we got stuff to talk about. And I'm going to run you guys through my thought process in putting this episode together. So initially, I wanted to do something that just really leaned into October, leaned into Halloween. And I thought we should do a cryptid. Like we should do another, we did a Bigfoot episode last year. I thought we'll do a cryptid episode. And then I was like, let's do vampires. You know, vampires are going to be a fun cryptid to talk about. I've always been obsessed with vampires. And then I thought, oh, you know, what'd be cool is to do vampires and then talk about some animals that also suck blood. And so I did a quick Google search of animals that (laughs) suck blood and leeches were the first one that came up. And that was one I wanted to talk about. And so I was like, oh, Oh, I'll look into leeches a little. And Immediately, this kind of just turned into an episode about leeches. <laughs> so we yeah, are gonna right. we're gonna talk about vampires a little bit, and then we're gonna get into leeches. And there is gonna be a point where I do a little a little disclaimer that there's probably t- like five minutes in this episode that if you have a fear of worms or a fear of parasites or of things being in your body. You're you're not gonna want to listen to that part. You're gonna want to skip ahead, and I'm not joking. Oh. It was hard well, for me. And from some of our listener questions, it seems like maybe some of our listeners are worms. Yeah, we do Will have some worm offended? listeners. No, I'm gonna be as generous as I possibly can to our worm listeners. So yeah, because okay. we love them. Even we love all our We're listeners, and we love the worms. I don't love. Too. I don't love them. If you don't love worms. the worms. <laughs> Maybe after this you will. (laughs) All right. So we're going to talk about vampires first. The origin of this vampire myth is kind of tricky to trace. I looked into it quite a bit. It sounds like ancient cultures all the way back to Mesopotamia, to ancient Greece. They all had demons and spirits that somewhat resembled vampires. But the root of more modern vampires can be traced back to Eastern Europe about a thousand years ago. And it's Slavic people in like Bulgaria and whatnot. They believed in a ghost monster 
that pretty much acted like a poltergeist and would spread disease and general trouble in their villages. It was like non-corporeal. It didn't have a body. It didn't drink blood, but it had some similar kind of things that our vampires today have, but still very different. And then the Holy Roman Empire took control of these areas in the 1600s, and their soldiers heard about these different myths, and they took this myth of the vampire into bigger cities like Vienna and Paris, later even the Americas. And when they made it to those, those urban centers, there started to be more and more mythology piled on top. And the new characteristics were things like, you know, they didn't want to go out at night, they fed on blood, things that are much more typical during to the our, day you mean sorry uh yeah sorry i, I didn't catch want to go out during that. the day thank you <laughs> but there a lot of these characteristics that they came up with may have had origins in just misunderstanding about like body decomposition or even diseases like rabies or this other disease called um porphyria which i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right or not but essentially like mm. they would see someone that they would dig up a body and they would see that like the gums were receding and the hair was still growing and they'd be like, oh my God, this thing's still alive, you know, and that like kind of built on that, that mythology. Or they would see someone yeah. rabid that was like biting people and acting like a crazed animal and they would think, oh wow, this is a monster. This is a vampire. So hmm. uh, over time, those- I would go zombie, but sure. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, I don't know if they had zombies yet, but- and this other disease also had some weird attributes, like people were afraid of the sunlight when they had this disease. Garlic was a like an irritant to them. A few other things. Mm. During those times, people would do things to corpses to prevent them from becoming vampires. They'd cut off their heads, they'd bury them with religious artifacts, or they would do the thing that we know kills any vampire. Sammy, what's that? Stab it in the heart. There you go. <laughs> Steak in the heart. Steak in the heart. Steak. Or whatever. But that I would think, that would work on anybody, though, right? Yeah, that does tend to like, work on most things. <laughs> <laughs> we stabbed him in a heart with a wooden stake. He died, hence he must be a vampire. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it does work on just about everything. Um, anyway, in the 1700s and 1800s, this vampire hysteria started really growing in Europe. It was reflected in the literature and the theater of the times. And because Gothic literature was so popular during those eras vampires started taking on much more sinister and sometimes much more romantic characteristics. So those characters mm. went from being walking corpses and, and like non-corporeal ghosts to being seductive yeah. aristocrats. And hotties. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, hotties, exactly. <laughs> capes. Um, yeah, capes. Hot people wear capes. Have you guys ever seen that Key and Peele sketch where there's like the sexy vampires and there's the new vampire that like doesn't want to be sexy and he's just kind of like... <laughs> Why is everyone acting so <laughs> oh, sexy? No. Okay. I have not. Anyway. But Key and Peele, they don't miss. They no. don't. It's a great sketch. One of my favorites. So in 1897, a struggling Irish actor named Bram Stoker published a book that would introduce the world to what would become the most famous vampire of all time, who is, of course, Dracula. It was thought to be loosely inspired by the story of Vlad the Impaler, who is a bloodthirsty ruler of Wallachia in the 1400s, he would kill people and put their heads on stakes and like impale people and leave them to die, picked apart by crows. Uh. But Dracula in the book was a really powerful vampire that could control minds, could turn into bats, could turn into wolves or mist. And his evil was rooted in a really deep romanticism and a long lost love. So again, like we're really leaning into this romantic side of vampires and and kind of, you know, this is like the the seedlings of 
like hold on tight spider monkey or whatever our more romantic <laughs> vampires are saying in twilight and whatnot jeff your background photo there's a gremlin whose ears just like perfectly match your head so uh, it looks like you have <laughs> oh, gremlin ears yeah perfect nice. yeah oh yeah i didn't even notice it <laughs> Uh, We're almost through our vampire preamble here, but in 1922, Nosferatu was a film that was based on Dracula that started the idea that vampires cannot exist in sunlight. Vampires Mm. continued to permeate Western media in lots of different ways, but they really weren't thought of sympathetic, thought of as sympathetic monsters until Anne Rice wrote Interview with a Vampire in 1976. And then she continued on with a whole series of books called The Vampire Chronicles. The vampires in these books were powerful, fast, immortal, almost impossible to kill, but they were also really emotional and they longed for meaningful connections. So I think it was the first time that people really saw themselves in vampires and and really thought of vampires as like complicated emotional beings. And that kind of vampire really made them a lot more popular and led to shows like Twilight or movies and shows like Twilight, True Blood, my personal favorite, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And just led to like Vampire Diaries. Yeah, I've never seen that one. I'm sure, it's good. Yeah, me neither. I used to get. <laughs> I looked like someone from it. Oh, okay. A vampire. Yeah. Nice, dude. Sammy, do you have a favorite vampire show? Um, I also started with Buffy. I was trying to think of like when I first got into vampires. It was definitely Buffy. I was in love with Spike. Which, yeah, hell you know, yeah. Maybe we it's... all were. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually took a class in college called the Vampire Tradition. They like offered wow. a vampire no class. Way. You should in... be teaching this. At... No, no, no. Right I've now. forgotten yeah. everything. This was a okay. while ago. But it was at San Francisco State, and I just found out. I was going to guess Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. To yes, yes. Transylvania, you. Yeah. Um, but I just found out that Anne Rice went to San Francisco State, which is kind of fun. Oh wow! Oh, cool. Wow, that's great. that's awesome. How was the class? Was it like one of those classes that you think will be really fun and then they like make it way harder than it deserves to be? No, I think it stayed pretty fun. It was. Okay, good. I think we even watched Twilight in it, which is the, you know, what could be more fun than that? (laughs) For sure. (laughs) I do feel like um, the old Bella Lugosi, Dracula. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems like maybe he was a little bit of a prototype for what eventually Anne Rice would be doing, right? A little more layered and complicated, maybe? Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. I think like Dracula even like in the book in Bram Stoker's Dracula, like there is some emotion there. Like he's avenging or trying to like reconnect with this long lost love. But I think like interview with the vampire made them like modern, you know, they're Mm -hmm. like people Mm -hmm. living among us. It's not this ancient count that, you know, it's Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because Nosferatu kind of look like a dying Jeff Bezos or something. Not quite sexy. That's very true. Actually, that's a great, uh, yeah. Now I, you know, now I feel all sheepish. I didn't know we had a, a true vampire expert. Oh no, here I'm not. I'm now. not actually. But um, True Blood was also a big one for me. I I, I love True Blood. Love True Blood. Until they got into like fairies and stuff. Yeah, I, I went a little off really, the rails yeah, as sure many shows do. But you know, those first couple yeah. seasons, they're great. And my favorite opening title sequence, I think, maybe of all time. Great opening titles. It is. Good. Oh, oh wow, that's a good. We should add that in categories at the end. Favorite opening to a show. Okay, put it in there. Okay, it's in there. Really <laughs> rack my brain. You guys know I spend a fair amount of time outdoors, and when it comes to buying outdoor footwear, there's really four things that I'm looking for. I'm looking for something lightweight, something durable, something that feels really secure on my foot, 
and something that has really good grip. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you guys about Bedrock Sandals. I was turned on to Bedrocks by a friend. I love them so much that I reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring Tooth & Claw and was thrilled that they were. I have the Cairn 3D Pro 2 sandals, and if you want to have great outdoor performance in your sandals, I really recommend the pair that I have. They're the ultimate adventure sandal. They're outfitted with a hook heel strap, extra sticky Vibram Mega Grip outsoles, and a molded 3D footbed, which I love because it has a really nice toe support and it fits my foot arch perfectly, which is super comfy. And even though they're much more lightweight than a lot of the other outdoor sandals on the market, they still give you a really secure fit that's going to stay solid on both frothy rapids or slippery trails. I've already used them from everything from fly fishing to remote areas to just really doing chores around the yard. And I can't say enough about how much I like the lightweight feel and the look of the Cairn 3D Pro 2 sandals. And I love the way the Bedrocks look. And another thing I love about Bedrock is they're based out of my hometown, Missoula, Montana. But don't take my word for it. Go to bedrocksandals.com and order your own pair today. Right now, Bedrock is offering free shipping on all orders over $100. Plus, they have free returns and exchanges for U.S. customers. So get on it. Get some great new adventure sandals from Bedrock. All right. Well, we could talk about vampires for an hour at least. I'm sure we could go on and on and on. But we're going to talk about a little tiny animal vampire. And I already spoiled it for you guys. You guys know which one it is. We're going to talk mosquitoes. about mosquitoes. It's not mosquitoes. Uh, yeah. Sammy actually that. hates mosquitoes. <laughs> so it's a good say, thing we're not talking about. Oh, no I way. Was, I was, what a crazy take. <laughs> <laughs> Wes is the only person I've ever known that has had one nice thing to say about mosquitoes. Because I post <laughs> I a lot myself. About, about how I want them all gone and wiped from the face of the earth. And Wes... Yeah, yeah, maybe more sensible person. <laughs> agree with that. I mean, I'm on go. your side. Like the animals that eat mosquitoes will find something else. You know, they okay. I'm not getting. It. That's exactly <laughs> what I said to her though. She said something about I'm like lots of stuff. Sure loves eating them or something. I said, like Wes, that. don't even do yeah. this. Don't do this to <laughs> they me. They don't even taste that good. Oh, that's my opinion myself. though. If, yeah, as I long as we're sharing mosquitoes. hot takes, they get stuck in your throat. Speaking yeah. of stuck in your throat, we're going to talk about leeches. Mm. So we're going to start with the story. This is a story I found online. It was on SF Gate. It was written by a guy named John Flynn in 2003. John was in a group hiking during the end of the monsoon season in tropical Nepal. And the prolonged wet weather led to perfect condition for leech proliferation. So leeches in the tropics, what they do is they crawl out on leaves or, or like branches or whatever, even on the ground. And they, they have a sucker on each end and the sucker mm. that's on their butt, they plant on the ground and they latch themselves to the ground and then they stick their other sucker out in the air and they wait for something, a mammal to walk by or get close enough and they latch onto it. Oh, really? So like when you're walking through brush and whatnot in these, these wet tropical places, you're just picking up leeches. They're just like this is in Nepal, you. like the Himalayas in Nepal. Yeah. But Nepal though also has tropical forest, like in the lowlands okay. of Nepal. I didn't know that. Yeah. So these leeches can also pick up on our body heat, on carbon dioxide. So they're just like ready to go. They just want to attach to mammals. Does it hurt or is it like you don't know we'll, that it's happening? We'll get to that. Okay, yeah, good. We'll get to good. that. <laughs> Pretty much every plant and brush they pass or bush they pass was full of leeches and they're battling them the entire trip. John says that they would crawl in through the eyelets of their boots 
And each night in camp, when they would take off their boots, they would literally pour out blood that had pooled in the bottom of their boots oh from God. leech bites. Oh, my God. What? It's uh, like Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Please excuse me. My, I've cut myself earlier, and now my shoes are filling up with blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. We'll take your word on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like when a leech does bite you, and we'll talk more about this, but they, they have an anticoagulant in their, in their saliva. And that's how they get so much blood out of you. But then when they detach, that anticoagulant's still working. And so you do bleed quite a bit from leech bites often. So that's what's happening uh. here. Is even though these leeches have probably detached and gotten back out of their boots, they're still bleeding and there's going to be a lot of blood in the bottom of their boots. Oh, Can they still fit out the little eye holes of their boots? I, they're probably all pudged know. up after the blood, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. Like Winnie the Pooh stuck in his hole? Yeah, try to squeeze through. Someone, another little leech behind him pushing him. Just pushing on his butt. Yeah. <laughs> they, on this trip, they would find leeches everywhere on their bodies and they would go from like tiny little inchworm leeches to the size of their finger when they were engorged with blood. At one point, one woman in his group went to the, go to the bathroom in the woods and she came back with four leeches attached to her butt after just like squatting down <laughs> for a second. What the heck? And real quick, we'd like to stop and announce our next Trova trip <laughs> to <laughs> Tropic Nepal. <laughs> We're going to go look at leeches. Yeah. All right. The worst happened one night when they were camping. In the middle of the night, John heard muffled screams coming from a tent that was occupied by a woman from Minnesota. And she was screaming, Ara reach in my Ralph. Oh no. When he, got, oh, no. when he got closer, he realized she was saying, I've got a leech in my mouth. Oh, a leech had crawled inside her mouth while she was sleeping and it had fixed itself to her tongue. And they tried pulling on this leech to get it to release, and the pain was too much for this woman. Like when they're pulling on it, it was really hurting. Really? And so finally she's like, stop pulling on it. And they just left it. Oh, so she what? waited 15 minutes for this leech to fully engorge itself on blood from her tongue. And then it detached and she spit it out. And yeah, just, she was like, yeah. she probably, she had to stomped on that one. Just like out of probably. <laughs> They're really hard to kill though. And she was gagging and dry heaving the whole time, but just like had to sit there and let it feed. Um, he said he woke up. Yeah. He woke up hours later and could hear her still like spitting because she was still so disgusted by this leech. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) That's crazy. This story unfortunately led to a really deep dive for me. But before we get into it, I want to talk a little bit about leech biology. Yeah. I want to hear how hard to kill they are. Uh, like Steven Seagal level. Like in one of these stories, someone said they lit one on fire like they put their lighter on it and like held the fire on the leech and thought they had killed it and when they it like rolled into a ball and then when they pulled it away it just squiggled off so (laughs) what Uh, yeah (laughs) so they're hard to kill they're thought to be over 600 species of leeches in the world some are aquatic while others are terrestrial about three-fourths of the species are sangivorous or sangivorous which means they feed exclusively on blood They're segmented, parasitic, or predatory worms that are closely related to earthworms. So some of them are parasitic and feed on blood. Others are like true predators and will eat other small invertebrates. A difference between them and earthworms is they have suckers on both ends, and they're much more muscular than earthworms with smaller internal body cavities. 
So earthworms, because they're kind of loose, they have like a body cavity that's like like has a decent amount of air in it. These are real beefy little worms. They just have yeah. like a pretty <laughs> narrow body cavity. Doing sit-ups. So I would be the earthworm of the of the three of the tooth and claw hosts. You two would be leeches because you're beefier yeah. than I am. <laughs> We're beefy. <laughs> All right. They can be teeny tiny or as large as 17 inches. The giant Amazon leech, which no way. is nightmarish. It just don't need to be that big. That one has like a like a hypodermic needle that it puts into things to no. get blood to. <laughs> yeah, which is gnarly. They're hermaphroditic, meaning they have both male and female functioning reproductive organs, but they don't self-fertilize. And you guys know that I had to dig into leech reproduction a little bit. So when these little freaks have sex, they line up next to each other. So that the female parts of each leech is matching the male part. Oh, they run train? Uh, no, it's more of like a 69 <laughs> thing. Where, But the female, the female part of one leech will be matching the male part of the other leech and vice versa. Because they both have both parts. And mm. they both pass sperm packets to the female gonopore of the other leech you scratch my back i'll scratch yours yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so both leeches are getting a sperm packet and both are receiving or sorry both are passing a sperm packet and both are receiving a sperm packet too. it makes it sound like they oh wow. stuff it in a little envelope and hand it off yeah <laughs> here is your sperm packet <laughs> it makes it yours. sound to me like they shouldn't like have a gender uh they're hermaphroditic they don't oh okay yeah so. You said male and female. So I was like, no, I said they have both male and female functioning reproductive organs. Oh, I got yeah. you. So some jawless leeches use hypodermic injection to pass sperm into their partner. Uh, so they actually like inject it through like a thing that penetrates the skin of the other leech. But all the jawed leeches have like a penis and a gonopore. So it's like somewhat, you know, something we can conceptualize. They generally mm. lay between one to ten eggs depending on the species. A crazy fact about leeches that I found is in dry places where there's places where there's like a wet season and a dry season. After the wet season's over, leeches will bury underground and they'll dry out completely. Like they become hard and brittle. And then when it rains again, oh. after like five minutes of rain, they're up and moving again. And they're like wet little that leeches. That is so weird. Yeah. It's like a, the three body problem aliens. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking about. There's no that. way those guys have souls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you dry up, if you dry up, like you don't have a soul anymore. That's true. I think that's fair. That's how it works. Is that how it yeah. works? Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. You're our expert on souls. So I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. All right. So the leeches that typically latch onto people, they have a Y-shaped jaw and those jaws are lined with the razor sharp teeth that kind of look like little shark teeth under a microscope. When they bite, mm. they secrete huridin, which sounds like a Lord of the Rings people or something. <laughs> it does. But it looks, it's like a natural, it's a natural, it's a natural anticoagulant <laughs> that keeps blood flowing as long as they're feeding and sometimes even for hours after they're done feeding. There's also speculation, Sammy, this is what you were asking about earlier, that they secrete some kind of anesthetic because most people that are bitten by leeches never feel the bite. Yeah. There's no really good scientific evidence for that, though. And it's more likely that those teeth are just like really sharp and that the leech is so good at picking the right spots and only biting as deep as it needs to that we just don't feel it. And 
There's mm. like vampire bats are the same way. We talked about vampire bats last year. When they bite something, they do it just the right way to where that thing isn't going to react. And evolutionarily, that makes a lot of sense because these are animals that are much smaller than yeah. their prey. And so if like when they bite, we have a pain response to that bite, then what we're going to do is rip them off and kill them. Or if it's a vampire bat and you feel the vampire bat bite you, you're going to like smash it or throw it or do something. Anyway, that's we don't really feel them bite usually, but they can be painful. When you're trying to pull them off, I guess, maybe yeah. your tongue specifically. Your tongue. <laughs> yeah, it's on your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just wait. You guys are going to long for the days when we are just talking about tongues. Oh, God. Oh, come on, uh, man. <laughs> so predatory leeches often have a spear-like proboscis that they'll fire into little invertebrates that they hunt. And then they suck, wow. they suck it in and swallow it whole. And then there's other ones that actually like fire that proboscis wow. in and then just suck out the soft tissue of whatever they're killing. What? Which really makes you think like it's such a nightmare world for little invertebrates. Like if you're just a little ant, like minding your own business, and all of a sudden there's this thing that just sucks you in whole and swallows you. Like they should have had yeah. this thing in Honey, I Shrunk the or Kids. Or just your inside. I feel like somehow, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. we need an R-rated Honey, We Shrunk the Kids for sure. It just sucks soft tissue out of them. Well, and ants have, ants have souls too, so that's mm. extra scary. I feel like for some reason <laughs> sucking out just the insides is worse than... I know, right? It's that so one much was worse. worse. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Ew. Unless like, unless you're alive inside of them. That's the word. Your soul is yeah. still, it's oh, trapped yeah. inside of them forever. Like if it ate it alive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then they, yeah. it's funny you say that because they have extremely slow digestive systems. Oh, like the just sarlacc. Like the, oh. Just like the sarlacc pit. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. They're real. <laughs> so a mature, yep, sarlacc pits are real. So a mature leech will only feed once or twice a year, which makes sense seeing that they're really just like waiting on leaves for something to pass by. So, like, they're not often going to get lucky enough to latch on to something, and that's what makes them so determined when they do. Like, they finally got a meal, so they really want to get it. So they eat once or twice a year, is what you mm -hmm. said. Yes. And then is that kind of why they can just get all the way dehydrated until it's time to eat something again? Or, like, what's, I don't know, yeah, what that... I don't... Well, I they don't, don't all do that. Either. Okay. No. Yeah. The dehydration thing is, like, so far beyond what I can even conceptualize i have no idea how that's possible and i'm sure i could do a five or six hours of research into figuring out how that works but i just there's too much on this episode mm -hmm. for me to do that but yeah do i think part two you're invited back for that sammy yeah, great yeah all our leech you're a leech correspondent <laughs> i love it <laughs> oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry it was this one i didn't mean to so I they'll promise. they'll like eat little insects and human blood the no, same leeches no, 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 no. so some are predatory and some are paras parasitic and parasitics are the ones that attach to drink us. blood yes mm. i wanted sammy on because of the vampire thing not because of the leech thing so i'm into just it so this is knows. sammy's having okay. fun this is fascinating <laughs> i'm learning a lot i can okay. tell I, she's just like smiling <laughs> over there when you're talking about it all right i'm sick and twisted and <laughs> perfect <laughs> Right oh, episode. Then. Up my alley, yeah. All right. Aquatic leeches seem to be a little bit more adept at finding prey rather than just waiting for it. They have little tiny hairs on their body that detect disturbances in the water. And then they also have primitive eyes that can pick up on like shadows in the water. So if a shadow's moving around, they know there's something in the water and they also pick up on those disturbances. So rather than mm -hmm. just wait for something, they actually swim after it and attach to it. 
Marine leeches aren't nearly as prevalent, but some species do exist, and they actually don't always fall off after they finish feeding. Sometimes they'll just stay latched on, and then they just continue to feed whenever they want. And so if enough, if enough marine leeches attach to an animal, they can actually kill it. Like there's fish and marine mammals that have died because they have too many leeches on them. Huh. So they could like potentially kill a human from drinking too much of our blood? They could, and they so almost just, have. And we're going to get whoa, to that. Wow. Mm. Yeah. This episode's brought to you by Miracle Made. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. So what makes these sheets so good? Well, they have self-cooling properties that give you better sleep quality. Using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long, so you can get a better sleep every night. Miracle sheets are also unbelievably comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel just as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. And I can confirm. I put them on, I slept on them for a night or two, broke them in, and uh, it's like it's like falling asleep on a cloud up in heaven. So go to trymiracle.com slash tooth to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo tooth at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So 20% plus the 40% you're already saving? 60%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. So upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com tooth and use the code tooth to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com tooth to treat yourself. So they've been used like leeches. We have a really interesting history with leeches because they were used for a lot of different medical treatments up through the 1800s. And, Name one. Uh, Bloodletting is the main one. <laughs> and so um, it's, Got me. it's pretty much been shown that all these traditional uses. They just used it for everything. Headaches, common colds. Oh, yeah, exactly. Stubbed toe. Just put a, put a leech everything on it. Everything from like, yeah, they would truly put leeches on people's temples for headaches. Like, And the idea there was that some of these peoples believed that we had like a balance of fluids in our body. And that sometimes that balance would be upset. And if there was too much blood in your body, they would stick leeches on you to remove some of that blood. Because it was like a pretty mm. painless way to get blood out of your body. It still is. And so people used them for everything. And it's an interesting thing is the red stripes on a barber pole are actually to symbolize bloodletting because barbers used to be people that were like professional bloodletters. Whoa. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is really cool. So they continued to be used for a lot of medical treatments up through the 1800s, so much so that some leeches were at risk of extinction and people would even get addicted to leech treatments. Like you would have people that just <laughs> liked it and they would go into like leech pools and like overdo it, which I think I could see that being you, Jeff, right? Just getting really into leech nah. treatments. No? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that billionaire who's like taking his son's blood. Oh I yeah, the vampire like, guy. Got some leech stuff oh, going no. too. <laughs> probably. He probably has a leech pool in his house. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so medical advancements have really shown that bloodletting isn't practical. It doesn't really work, and use of leech has stopped in most places, but then it started to become popular again in the 80s. 
and doctors starting started to use leeches to help with extreme inflammation, to help with circulation after reattaching body parts and doing microsurgeries. Oh. So we've actually talked about leeches before on the podcast. Like I think there was yeah. someone that had a nose that got grafted on their arm that had to be That's right. put back on his face. From the bear. Yeah, Lee Brook was his name. And they had leeches helping with the circulation with that nose that was on his arm or something. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Real horror show. Anyway, crazy. <laughs> but it worked and he's got a nose now. Okay. On his arm. I think it's on his face now. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Lee. You think he ever got bloody nose on his arm? Or if he was like sniffing things with it? <laughs> he's got uh. <laughs> Okay. It's time to talk about something gross. Again, this is a quick warning. And Mike, maybe after we're done recording, I'll have you put the timestamp in of when they can pop back in. But sure. it's pretty gross. We're going to get in some gross stuff here. It is going to haunt my nightmares a little bit. Oh, God. And you guys didn't have to see all the photos, so it might not be as bad for you. But I had to see the photos, so it's bad. Hey, just popping in for one final content warning. Uh, like Wes said, this does get pretty gross. So if you're sensitive to leeches getting into the human body through really uh, all kinds of different, we'll call them pathways and avenues, skip ahead to a couple of minutes. I'll put the time codes down in the description, but yeah. Okay, let's get back to it. Leeches are generally pretty harmless. It's rare that they carry diseases. You really don't need to worry about a leech if one's attached to you to suck blood. If you're like this guy in the story where you're hiking in the forest and you are, are peeling leeches off of you, it's not a big worry. It's just kind of an annoyance more than anything. However, and this is a big however, <laughs> there are potentially dangerous situations with leeches. And that's when they crawl in and attach themselves to somewhere within your body cavity, kind of like the leech on the tongue story. Oh my God. Okay. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> Leeches have unfortunately found their way into people's eyes, ears, noses, throats, stomachs, bladders, rectums, vaginas, and urethras. And for all of those... That, that about covers it. Covers the yeah. holes. <laughs> yeah, they're good at finding into... Yeah, all the holes. They're there. Um I knew I was going to have to dig into this. Uh, I found some pretty fascinating stuff. We're going to start with the throat. I'm using an article here from the Ethiopian Journal of Health Science. It was written by Demeki Mekonen. It's titled Leech Infestation, the Unusual Case of Upper Airway Obstruction. So in 2012, a seven-year-old boy in Dedo, Ethiopia, was starting to see blood in his saliva, which he thought was a bit strange. He showed his parents. They were also a little concerned. He had no underlying health problems. They just figured it would clear up. About 10 days later, he started having some breathing problems. The breathing problems got worse. So a couple days later, when the bleeding also intensified, they took their son to the Jimma University Specialized Hospital. The doctors ran tests on him. It was clear that he was in respiratory distress. They couldn't find anything that might be causing it. Aside from the blood in his throat, they were really perplexed. They took x-rays of his lower neck and it looked like the soft tissue was inflamed and his windpipe was obstructed from the inflammation. There's no hints as to why that might be. So they finally were like, we're going to give him some anesthesia. We're going to put a, lary a larynx camera into his throat and see what's in there. So when they did, they saw what looked to be a blood clot at the top of his trachea and then it started moving. <laughs> so they grabbed the leech with some forceps and pulled it out. 
It measured six centimeters long. It had been almost completely blocking his windpipe, and they discharged him not long after. Oh, my God. Jeez. I can't tell you how many papers there are like this of throat-blocking leeches. They're mostly in places where people are living in really rural conditions and where they don't have sanitary drinking water. So they'll be getting water from like a nearby spring or water hole or something that's shared with other, with like livestock. And because of the livestock, the leeches are like, they know it's a really good spot for feeding opportunities. Mm. And then when people drink the water, they drink either adult leeches or little baby juvenile larval leeches and they grow within their body cavity and then start feeding. Dude. That's what had happened with this boy. They drink in water from a nearby spring that had leeches in it. Okay, that's the appetizer. It's going to get a little worse. That's the appetizer. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm ready. There's a medical study done in Bangladesh over five years between 1998 and 2003. The article was Leech and Urinary Bladder Causing Hematuria by Shadrul Alam et al. This study was over a period of five years, 1998 and 2003. They had 43 different boys would come in with different problems all of them had blood in their urine so they all shared that same characteristic and every single one of these boys had a leech crawling through their urethra up into their bladder and that was why they were peeing blood man That's... so each of them had a catheter inserted if you don't know what a catheter is it's essentially like a tube that goes into your urethra it goes all the way up into your bladder I tried inserting one once just <laughs> pretty, pretty easy to use, right? They're not. Um, I had a friend who was paraplegic. He said, Hey Wes, you just need to know how this is. And I said, sure, I'll try it. And I almost passed out because oh it's terrible. And I didn't get to my bladder. You, oh. these things go in like 15 inches to get to your bladder. It's not fun. Okay. That's like the size of a leech. Yeah. <laughs> the, those Amazon <laughs> ones. Yeah. <laughs> so each of them had a catheter inserted. They had 50 milliliters of saline squirted into their bladders. And then the catheter was clamped for three hours. Once the catheter was removed, all 43 of those boys peed out either a dead leech or a live leech. So that Oof. works, apparently. If you got a leech in your bladder... Put a catheter up there, squirt some saline in, pee it out. Hmm. All right. Okay. All right. So we'll keep that leech. in mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I right. guess though. Maybe I'll just I'll just do it just in case I have one. <laughs> <laughs> just want to yeah. be extra careful. Yeah. yeah. Right. Of all the things that could cause blood in the urine, though, I just feel like maybe you pee blood and you're like, oh no, something's of course yeah, something's seriously wrong with point. you. But I probably am gonna be sitting there now that I know hoping it's a leech and not like cancer or something. I will I say, know. like, the nice thing about every one of these ones that we're going to talk about is once the leeches are out, the people are okay. Like, oh. it's a very easy fix. It's not like all these crazy complications afterwards. Like, once your leeches are gone, you're all right, which is nice. It's very... Yeah. With, like, my mindset of just not wanting to go to hospitals, if I, like had cancer and was peeing blood i'd be like oh it's probably just a leak <laughs> or something i'm i'm where's that take care of, yeah i can take Most care of this likely. diy <laughs> yeah all right a 33 year old man had been swimming in a dirty swimming pool in southeastern turkey and not long after he started having rectal bleeding he went to the hospital after four days of bleeding oh sorry after four days of bleeding and when the bleeding intensified and he was having some discomfort as well in his rectum, and he felt like he had to poop. 
he just like had the nonstop urge to poop. Mm. So he goes to the hospital and they couldn't find anything wrong with him. They sent him to a specialist in an emergency hospital. And when he got there, he was starting to show signs of blood loss. He was having a really elevated heartbeat. He was breathing fast. He was pale. He had anemia. They were like, wow, this guy's losing some blood. So they couldn't find anything wrong. So they said, hey, hop on this table, get on your elbows and your knees, and we're going to put a anoscope, you know, an anal scope into your rectum and see what's going on. When they did it, they found a really uh, like a hemorrhoid and hiding behind that hemorrhoid, they saw a smooth, dark mass. And when they looked at it a little closer, it moved as well. (laughs) No. So they realized that they had found a leech and... When they tried pulling it out, they couldn't. They grabbed it with forceps and pulled on it and pulled on it. And the forceps kept slipping off of this leech. So what they then tried to do was squirt it with lidocaine, which also didn't work. So then they reached the forceps in, clamped its mouth closed, and that was enough to make the leech release its grip. And they were able to pull it out of this guy's rectum. The mouth is like on the... I think they just like put where it was attached... The other end? No, where it was attached to his rectum, they just like pinched the forceps on it right above that and just held him there for a little bit. And that made it so it couldn't feed anymore and it released. Mm. Mm. It's terrible. They got it though. So So he was just like, you know when you have the... You feel like you have to sneeze, but you can't. It was like that for him, but with poo... That'd yeah. be terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you get a UTI yeah. and you feel like you got to pee all the time and you don't have to pee. So similar to that. Awful. It's not fun. Was it, Do we know how big that one was? Because if he's like having signs of blood loss, is that because it's a bigger one or just because it's just like It doesn't feeding? necessarily mean that it's bigger. It just means that like... Just a hungry keep, little guy. Yeah. It, it, it like engorges itself and then maybe for whatever reason it doesn't feel safe detaching or it like is worried about falling further into his body or something yeah I don't he's know. like i don't but, know where i am what, i'm scared <laughs> these ones yeah <laughs> can you imagine being it's on that table <laughs> on your on your knees and your hands and they're like trying different stuff back there and you're like awake the whole time and they're like well yeah. that didn't work let's try something else and you're like what is going on back or there? like the feeling of like them pulling on forceps on something that's attached to the inside of your rectum and then like slipping <laughs> off and it releasing I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, it's cool. nice. <laughs> well, I don't know. Think about it this way, though. You haven't eaten anything in six months, and you finally find this place that's super Warm delicious. And, nice. and then yeah. all of a sudden, someone just shits on you. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got to look at it from their perspective. Yeah, you're right. a good right. point. Good job, Jeff. Uh, always thinking about the worm's perspective. Okay. This one was the hardest one for me, even though it doesn't really apply to me. Oh, uh, boy. It had some pictures that were really hard. A 70-year-old woman checked into Gimby Adventist Hospital in Ethiopia. She'd had three weeks of vaginal bleeding. It was bright red, excessive, and there was no clots. She'd been feeling lightheaded and weak, and she also said that she could feel something moving inside of her vagina. When the doctors did an examination, they couldn't find anything wrong, but she definitely looked like she was losing a lot of blood. She had a high pulse rate, a high respiratory rate, and a high temperature. So they did a pelvic examination where they found her upper thighs soaked in blood and a large leech attached to her cervix. They pumped some saline in there, the leech detached, and the woman received three units of blood before she was released from the hospital. Oh my God. 
It's a bad one. Oof. And honestly, like I know there aren't as many details in that one, but if you're really interested and you want to look at medical papers, nah. I'm sure you can find this paper. There's photos. They're not pleasant. I wonder why the blood was bright red. Is that like some byproduct of what the leech was getting up to or? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like highly oxygenated blood that like is coming out and just immediately like, like going away. Yeah. It's super fresh. Exactly. Mm, fresh All blood. Right. That leech eating good. Yeah. So it's the worst of it. Take a deep breath. You guys made it through. Um, we did it. I found other medical papers that had stories of people getting bit by hundreds of leeches uh, that caused massive blood loss. A a few of them were like people that were trying to undergo treatments with leeches and they just like overdid Mm. it. And one person that actually died from a leech in their throat that obstructed their airway. So wow, um, I'm sure this episode has unlocked a new nightmare for a lot of people. Uh, (laughs) For that, I am truly sorry. I don't want people... I, I don't know. I, I don't fully understand how important leeches are in their ecosystems. I'm sure they are. Whenever you have... Oh, you can't tell us not to hate leeches. I'm, I'm going to right now. I think like... Every, <laughs> Come on, dude. Every animal, especially one that's as prevalent as this, like leeches are very prevalent, often feeds a lot of other animals. So aquatic leeches, for example, I know feed a lot of fish, so much so that fishermen often use tackle that looks like leeches because fish just really go crazy for them. And then terrestrial leeches, um, reptiles, amphibians, birds, all sorts of other animals feed on them. And I have to imagine they have other (laughs) purposes as well. So I think this is a really easy animal to be afraid of, a really easy animal to be disgusted by. I will say there are some beautiful leeches out there. And I know that's hard to believe. There are. There are brightly colored absolutely gorgeous leeches in places like thailand southeast asia they do exist so um if you need an animal to be visually appealing to have a connection (laughs) to it there you go Um, all right i'll I'll give you leeches wes but they've killed what you said one guy how many people do mosquitoes kill mosquitoes are number they're the number one killer that's right that's right I know. We're going to do mosquitoes that's at what, some point. That's like why mosquitoes are best for the environment, killing humans. Uh, you yeah. know, honestly, there's an argument to be made for that. There is. The The bad part of that argument, though, is is they're killing people in places where those people are like, yeah. you know, coexisting mm-hmm. with nature in a much more healthy way than we are. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. I'm back on, back on team wiping out mosquito. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what's scary that's going on with mosquitoes? And if we ever do a mosquito episode, we'll we'll probably talk about this. And Bill Gates is one of the main people doing this. He is like what? genetically engineering mosquitoes. Crispering. Get out of yeah. here. Stop. Using CRISPR, trying to make He's them so they can't CRISPR. reproduce. I know all about this. I hate mosquitoes so much that I'm like always Googling what are they doing? What are they <laughs> yeah. doing to solve this problem? Daily updates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like <laughs> making these mutant mosquitoes that will go out and mate with other mosquitoes and make them infertile. And uh yeah. There's all sorts of weird ecological things that happen when we play god like that so i don't it scares me Mm. i don't like it they do that's not a new thing though they've they do that with like invasive insects so like create other insects for them to mate with that will like kill them off or something this one's just scary because they're an animal that interacts with us at such high levels that it does make me a little nervous tooth and claws brought to you by element 
Element's been great for me. Me, Wes, and Mike have all talked about how much we enjoy the taste of it and just the way we feel afterwards. I was actually, to be completely honest, like really surprised the first time I tasted it because I didn't expect, like when I drink a sports drink or like electrolytes, I expect sugar and that all it was was salt. And it took me a second to like realize like, wait, this tastes really good. And now I just love it. I drink it all the time. Elements, a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar. Right now, Element is offering a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com tooth. This deal is only available through my link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash tooth, all caps on tooth. Element offers no questions asked refunds. Okay, that's it for leeches. Um, there may be another leech episode somewhere in the future. Um, I hope there isn't, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you for making it this far. We generally do ouchies, so ouchies. You're welcome. Uh, ouchies are on a scale of one to 10. We're going to do ouchies for the people that were in our stories. I think there's a lot of people in these stories. So let's do the woman with the leech on her tongue and let's do the, you know, let's do the rectum guy. Let's do those two ouchies. (laughs) I'm going to say tongue lady, three ouchies. Sounds Three out of 10? Yeah, but like 10 is like being eaten alive by a bear okay, while okay, it sits okay. on you. Yeah. I'm going to say- We should let Sammy go first because she doesn't- Well, no, I would have been, I would have, I need to get a handle <laughs> That's on good. the Do scale. Ouchies. Yeah, let's, let's just hear yours without our warped scale. I mean, yeah, they're going to be much higher than that. You have a hint that. now. That's, <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, the tongue one, I would have said eight. And like okay. even, I feel like- I would rank it higher than the rectum one, which seems wrong, but like something being in your mouth that you can see and it's, yeah. and you just have to let it sit there and fill up. Oh, you're going to like thing. one of the questions I have for you. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, rectum, right. don't get me wrong, is close behind, no pun intended. I'll <laughs> give it a seven. <laughs> okay. okay. Nice. I like it. Now you guys tell me all your your low numbers. I'll finish mine then. Yeah. I did three for the tongue. I'm going to do four for the rectum. So mm-hmm. I'm doing three and four though. Rectum's worse for me. For our scale, I'm going one for the tongue. Uh, Whoa. Okay. Okay. And then I'd go three for the rectum and also three for the boy's throat. Just because like that's a lot of being uncomfortable like. It was weeks. to have to yeah. poop to n- not be able to poop. Yeah. And then like I'll, I'll raise them to four because like not be not being able to breathe right. Yeah. Like that sucks too, you know? Yeah. He was the worst. He was worse. I would, but like yeah. there's yeah. no recovery. There's no like once it's out, it's out. Yeah. We so that's where like. should have done him instead of the rest. No. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> All right, Mike, what are your numbers? I think I'm going to go uh, two for the tongue and I might even go one for rectum. That like, right. I guess I can't really know until I've walked a mile in those shoes. But like, <laughs> yeah. needing to poo is like an incon. It's like uncomfortable. It's not even really. That wasn't painful. it though. That wasn't the only thing. <laughs> like, there's plenty more. <laughs> I don't know. You guys are really stuck on. Let's that do detail. three, three and two, three tongue, <laughs> two poo. Okay. All right. I'm not gonna argue. Okay. 
we are going to get into our categories. So we're going to do some categories, and then we're going to have a little mini interview with Sammy. We're going to start, because we talked about vampires, we're going to start with vampires. I want everyone to say your favorite vampire movie, and then also your scariest vampire from any media. We're just going to combine those two. I'll lead us off, because mine are one and the same. My favorite vampire movie is Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola masterpiece, in my opinion. We've talked about it recently already, so I won't get too into it. And then I think when he's like the old man vampire that you first meet in the castle with Keanu Reeves and stuff, I think that's the scariest vampire ever. I just think when he's like creeping along on the wall and he just grabbed babies and he's like throwing them to his vampire vixens and stuff. I I don't know. He's powerful. He's scary. He's intimidating. Checks all the boxes for me. So it's my favorite vampire movie. And I think he's the scariest vampire. Great performance. Old man. Would you say you think that's Francis Ford Coppola's best movie? (laughs) In my opinion. It is. I know oh, that a man, lot of people that's crazy. would not wow. agree with me on that. It's my. It's it's like become a favorite movie for me. I absolutely love it. Would you say it's Keanu Reeves's finest performance? <laughs> I would not say that. No, I think it's far from his finest performance, but it is a very lovable performance. I've I've always said I want a GPS voice of his accent in that movie. Yeah. I want him to be guiding me <laughs> around. Yeah. Turn left here. <laughs> incredible uh sammy you can go next okay uh my favorite vampire movie is a little controversial maybe but it's a movie called vampire's kiss and Mm. it's a lesser known one everyone should watch it it's starring nicholas cage the one oh no way the only (laughs) yes (laughs) um i've seen it Probably 25 times I used to make every new person I met that hadn't seen it watch it with me. And I like to watch people experience it for the first time. It's a really, really silly performance, but also, you know, it has a lot of heartbreaking elements to it. The same kind of tragic vampire figure themes a bit, but like, oh my God, but there's some parts that are so funny and Nicolas Cage it's probably my favorite Nicolas Cage performance just oh like, that's tough I can't even <laughs> yeah. follow you you're opening up a whole <laughs> can of worms here <laughs> he does the ABCs thing you guys have probably seen yeah. that right? it's oh, in yeah. like every compilation all right I'm adding it to my list I need to watch it yeah I haven't seen it okay I tried to watch his other Dracula one very, Renfield very bad whatever, but didn't love that no that one mm. is not good and the no. only time that i enjoyed one scene of Renfield was when I could see Nicolas Cage doing Vampire's Kiss acting. Love him. And then, yeah, my scariest one, I'm going to go with Danny Houston's Marlowe in 30 Days of Night. It's a good pick. Uh, kind of very unsexy vampires in that movie. More, they're just like straight monsters. Danny Houston is movie. incredible in it. Him saying, God, no, no God. God. <laughs> it's like one of the best lines ever. So I love yep. that movie. Good picks, Jeff. Yeah, you want me to go? I might take Do yours. It. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> All right, for favorite, I'm going the first Twilight movie. Hell oh, yeah. that was totally mine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> not really. It's probably not my f- 
favorite, but I do really enjoy the first it's a one. Fun watch. It's it's really like every time I watch it, I've that baseball. I have scene? a really good time. Yeah. The baseball <laughs> scene so fun. <laughs> when they he like walks in the classroom and she or like he like sees her. Oh, and, and he like, smells her. She's orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the craziest thing I've ever seen in a movie. And then she doesn't know how to use ketchup. That was all funny. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, but then for scariest, I'm going to go Fright Night Colin Farrell. Mm. Okay. Just oh, like yeah. super hot vampire that's like, in, isn't he into the kid's mom? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, yeah, like what's scarier than that? <laughs> Who's that actress? I'm forgetting her from Hereditary and stuff. It's Tony, Tony Collette. Collette. Yeah, it's Tony Collette. I always kind of want him to like get away with it at the end. I love Colin Farrell. Me too. Yeah, I kind of yeah. want him to win. You know, that's that's why he's the scariest to me. Is that's like, true? He's so hot. I would fall for him. Yep. <laughs> true. The original <laughs> you know? of that movie is really good too. The '80s one is like I definitely recommend it too. But yeah, that I thought it was a great reboot. Mike. Okay, so my favorite vampire movie, uh, it's George Romero's Martin. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it, but I haven't seen it. So George Romero, it's great. It's like a really sad and somber movie, but like all of George Romero's best works, it's like very heavy on social commentary. And this is about like identity and like the isolation of modern day urbanization. It like, it goes all kinds of weird, sad, depressing places, but um, yeah. I love it. All right, we'll watch it, Mike. Yeah, I want to watch it. <laughs> Scariest vampire movie. I'm just going to go with Daybreakers. Mm-hmm. I think that's oh, an underrated movie. The Ethan Hawke, Sam Neill, um, yeah. Willem Dafoe's in it. That's the one where like people are like food, right? We're like cattle to them. Yeah. yeah. They're like cannibal. Like They turn you kind of cannibalistic before you like fully lose yourself. So it's got really interesting energy to it. All right. Okay. My next question is one that we've kind of already answered, actually, and I didn't mean to do that, but it was a would you rather question. And it was, would you rather have a leech in your throat or a leech in your butt? And I think I, we know my answer. <laughs> I'm the butt. Um, yeah, but yeah. I'm going butt. Yeah. All right. We're all picking butt. That was a little unexpected, but yeah. I think we're all butt people. Yeah, okay. Butts or throats <laughs> is the question. All right. Yep. TRA, throats or butts. Okay. Um, <laughs> something now, a quick, a quick question for you guys. And this is one I thought of because we were talking about vampires. I'm going to tell you a tiny little story. Uh, I don't think I've told this on the podcast yet, but you guys remember that book, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was one in one of those volumes about a girl who had a vampire that would like scratch on her window and it was terrifying and finally this vampire succeeds and coming through her window I think it turns into mist and comes in and gets her and for me that reading that as a kid it just terrified me and I remember one night especially just not being able to sleep tossing and turning looking at my window fully convincing myself there's a vampire out there and just being absolutely terrified I would get really vivid nightmares as a child and so I tiptoed upstairs and I went into my parents room like knocked on the door went in told them what was happening and they did what parents are supposed to do and like calm me down. And then as I was leaving, my dad was like, don't worry, Wes, I killed all the vampires around here. And then he goes, or at least I think I got all of them. (laughs) (laughs) And, And then just sent me to bed. And I was just like beyond terrified for like multiple nights after that because they had acknowledged that vampires exist. 
So I wanted to ask each of you just something that scared you really bad as a kid, because for me, vampires were one of those things. Um, I feel like this answer is unexpected, but similarly traumatizing for me was seeing the movie Titanic when I was eight years old in theaters. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, nice. And specifically the scene where... There's a little boy, probably around eight years old, my age at the time, and uh, they're trying to save him and his dad comes and runs the wrong way and they're trying to be like, no, you have to come this way, that way is going down and and the kid and his dad get washed away. And I think this was the moment that I realized that children could die. (laughs) And like, I think I understood death as a concept, but that children could die was new to me. That's great. (laughs) And I freaked out in the theater i was like scream crying my mom was like oh should we go and i for some reason was like no i want to (laughs) stay my poor mom just has to like sit there with me screaming crying as a kid and yeah and then i feel like that's (laughs) stayed with me that's a good answer that's not in a million years what i would have guessed but very unexpected yeah Yeah, you were right (laughs) jeff what about you what scared you as a kid i mean aside from the boy meets world Halloween episode yeah uh, maybe there's like a movie about rattlesnakes that all came into a town and there's just like 5,000 rattlesnakes and if they were like going in people's houses and stuff yeah I that remember that I remember watching that yeah okay it's a good and answer. at the very end there's just like this like 20 foot rattlesnake blocking this guy from his exit <laughs> and that last snake scared me so bad well, it worked. It was effective then. Mike? Just to preface this real quick, my dad is the best. He's the best person. He did an amazing <laughs> job raising us. But when we were really little, he used to have this burlap bag that he called the gunny sack. And every day he would come home from work and he would do room inspection. Uh-huh. And anything that was out of place or like laying on the floor, he would confiscate it and put it in the gunny sack. And he, was, he would say, you'll never see this again. And it would just vanish from existence. And I was so diligent to make sure every tiny thing was in place because the thought of like something of mine disappearing, just being gone forever, just horrified me. It's probably a little bit tapping into that same thing. Like things can actually just be gone and I can't do anything about it. And it's like, it's arbitrary. I don't know what criteria he's judging it on. Like if my little stuffed animals like turned a little wrong, is that out of place? Is he going to take that? I don't know. Did he ever threaten to throw you in the gunny sack? I'm sure he did. Dude, I was a bad (laughs) little kid sometimes. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to, from now on, whenever you're bad, I'm going to threaten to put you in the gunny sack. The the (laughs) gunny sack. Dude, that thing. All right. Our last category for all of us, before we do, we'll do claws at the very end, but for all four of us, what is your favorite animal that drinks blood? I can tell you what my least favorite is. I think you're all going to, I think we're all going to pick the same thing. Least favorite? I think we know. Um, What's your favorite, Sammy? I mean, I feel like maybe a basic answer, but it's got to be bet, right? They're so cute. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't really even think of anything else. Like a lamprey? There's others, lampreys, leeches, mosquitoes. There's a few lions. others, but it's got to be. Yeah, lions kind of lap up <laughs> blood. For me, a lion. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll count that. Sure. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna go with vampire bats too. And yeah. if anyone wants to hear about vampire bats, we got an old episode. I think it's one of my favorites. So go listen about vampire bats. You know what's the worst? Getting eaten alive by a bear. 
But something that's really bad is not getting enough sleep. Did you know that poor sleep can cause a lot of different problems? Everything from mood issues to poor mental health and even really low productivity. It's really important that we get enough sleep every night because if you don't get enough sleep, you might not have the white blood cell count that you'd want otherwise to prevent illnesses and to stay healthy. I know every time that I'm not getting enough sleep, it affects every facet of my life. I feel like I'm just a walking zombie that can't get anything done. I just don't feel good. And that's why I want to tell you guys about Beam Dream. Today, our listeners will get a special discount on Beam Dreams Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. It's now available in a lot of delicious flavors, stuff like sea salt caramel, cinnamon cocoa, and chocolate peanut butter. Better sleep has never tasted better. A recent clinical study revealed that Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. And honestly, I don't take this very lightly. Good sleep is very important, and this stuff really does help me sleep. So if you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com tooth and use tooth at checkout. That's shopbeam.com tooth and use code tooth for up to 40% off. Okay, we're going to go into our interview with Sammy. Oh, I had a spooky animal fact. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's hear your spooky animal fact. So last time I did starfish stomachs come out to eat something. Yeah. Their eyeballs are on the ends of their, like, five arms. Starfish. Yeah, the stalks. What? Yeah. Like they have five eyeballs? Yeah. I think they have more than five, right? Uh, I looked at a picture of one, and it just had one on the end of each arm. Okay. Interesting. But I'm not... That's not the... Maybe that'll be next week, how many eyeballs they have, as far as I know. Uh, In a couple of years, we'll know everything about starfish. And also, let's do real quick the best opening to a show ever, because I thought that was a good one. I forgot about that. That's a hard one just for me to think of off the cuff. I could say another one, one of my other favorites, just to get... Yeah, yeah, that's here. Help. I think The Simpsons is another yeah, real That was the classic. first one that came to mind. Especially like because you're always waiting the for what gag. happens on the couch. Yeah. Or what Bart writes. That's a great one just because of yeah, exactly. Like they change it up. Honestly, for me, I'm probably gonna say Buffy. Yeah. Like the nerf the nerf herder song that they play and just so nostalgic. I just loved it. Yeah. So I think it it would probably be Buffy for me. I'll go DuckTales. DuckTales is a great pick. Yeah. Super catchy. I'd probably go Netflix Daredevil series. Mm. Oh, that was good. Or I also really like Game of Thrones. Yeah. With like the puzzle and all that stuff. Mm, That's a great answer. I was so happy when for House of the Dragon, they just brought back the same song. Like they (laughs) knew they had a winner and they're just like, nah, we're using it. All right, Sammy, I got some questions for you. Great. What has been the hardest watch for you as you've made Too Scary Didn't Watch? Because I know you've had to watch a lot of movies that you didn't necessarily want to watch. Yeah. That you had to review on the podcast. Yep. So what's been the worst one for you? Um, Probably Terrifier 2. I think... I think I hated it more than like any other movie. It's here's the thing. I I like gore. I like violence. I like scary. These are movies that like Terrifier 2, I think, is a bad movie. And it makes me feel like scared about the person that made it. (laughs) Like there are certain horror Mm -hmm. movies that it's more I'm thinking about the writer and director and just like, why are these people doing this? Um, The sadness (laughs) was also kind of like that in the Poughkeepsie tapes. 
okay. was another one that I was just like, ooh, why are why are we doing that? <laughs> yeah, the sadness. Sure. I remember seeing you guys talking about it and thinking like, okay, I'm absolutely not going to watch this one. Yeah. Um, have you have you had to watch Human Centipede two yet? No, I haven't, but I okay. love the original Human Centipede, okay. so that bodes well for me. <laughs> I heard the second one is just like vile, but I haven't I seen the it. first one either. I don't know. I'm not I'm not quite as hardcore as you are, but <laughs> I mean, people always think it's a very crazy thing to say, but I think the first Human Centipede is very funny. I mean, I guess you could see how it could be funny, right? Yeah, sure. Some people really can't even see how it could be funny. <laughs> so is it like their we're all butt faces, guys here? Yeah, <laughs> their faces like tied to the next person's That's butt, right? right? And Mouth they to butt. are all eating each other's poop. Shit. Yeah. That's and they're in a circle. In the first one, it's just three of them in a line, but okay. maybe in oh, future in ones. So like the the guy at this front is the best. Off, of course, then. yeah. You want to be in the front. Well, <laughs> okay. Depends. Depends. <laughs> yeah. And how, and how long is the movie? I don't think it's that long. <laughs> it's like a four-hour epic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's one that I just thought of recently that I'm really glad you liked that we talked about already was the Evil Dead remake because that I like loved it. The 2013 so one, good. not the not Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, I liked Evil Dead Rise. Okay, but 2013 Evil Dead f- rules. Yeah, the Fetty Alvarez, mm. like, it's just, I remember I, so I, I, we have a cabin in Utah that my great grandparents built that we go to sometimes. And I had some friends up there and we'd watch kind of like a couple of movies that were a little scary. And one of my buddies was like, let's put on something kind of fun. And I was like, oh, Evil Dead 2013. <laughs> and it is, it's like pretty hardcore and they were not yeah. happy with it so it's only fun for me and you and yeah, yeah like it's I, a roller like, coaster it's a fun one is yeah. that your favorite evil dead movie it's mine yeah it's hard to say that i love evil I love dead the too. first one. Tough. Oh yeah the two no i think i'm thinking of two where the guy's like arm takes control or like <laughs> slapping him around is attacking him yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. so hard so to good. they're like such drastically different they movies are, it's really sure. weird to try to pick because yeah evil dead 2 and the 2013 evil dead would be my favorites but it's like i don't know how to i don't quite know yeah. how to compare them <laughs> they're so different but if you if you, i'm on an island and i can only have one evil dead movie i'm picking the 2013 i one. probably I know will a lot too. of I horror people wow. hate me for that but yeah, yeah so sorry. Good. That's fine. You're uninvited from Leech Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> You're invited to the Centipede episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you have a current top three horror movies? Um, like of all time or recent ones? Yeah, of all time. I just I know that's hard because tops are are hard, but we're big into favorites on this on this podcast. So your favorite yes. three horror movies. I would say my favorite three are The Descent, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Mandy. Oh my oh, gosh. Wow. wow. A fellow Nick yeah. Cage fan. That is a great. I'm so yep. <laughs> I love excited Mandy. right now. Yeah. The Descent <laughs> is one of my favorites too. Like Neil Marshall. So good. Great. I went into yeah. it. I took a horror film class in college. I'm making my college sound so fun. I guess it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but we put, I had not heard of The Descent and they put it on. This was in a class, like a big uh, class of 700 students, didn't know what it was. I thought it was just going to be claustrophobia. Those are the best. Like, what yeah. a great yeah. movie you... to go into. Blind. Yeah, it was awesome. Sure. Cool. 
And then the OG Texas Chainsaw, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mandy's crazy. It's a crazy movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's like two movies in one. The first half and the second half are like, but they they need each other to work. Oh, I love it. All right. Top three Halloween movies. Movies that you just want to watch around Halloween. Um, Halloween. (laughs) I just watched it the other night. It's amazing. That's a good one. That'd be in my top three. Um, and actually, Bram Stoker's Dracula is one of mine. I feel like that's a good Halloween. I did like a Halloween movie. Feels like you want like something kind of atmospheric. Yeah, 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 totally. And then I'll go with Beetlejuice. That's okay. a good one. Oh, nice, Mike and Jeff. Why don't you give me your top Halloween movie real quick to watch around Halloween? Hubie Halloween. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it'd be Sleepy Hollow, Halloween, and um, I don't know. That, Mike, you, you start, and I'll think of my third. I think we I already mean, said these, but we'll say them again. Trick or Treat, the the compilation yep. anthology, yeah. it's one. just kind mm-hmm. of like the quintessential film experience for Halloween specifically. Yeah, I'll just stick with Hubie, where he has his peed bed sheet and he's a ghost. That's funny. Right. That's <laughs> good. You gotta admit, that's funny. They <laughs> mine's mine's Sleepy Hollow, even though I like my feelings have changed about some of the actors, but sure, I, yep. but I do I just think it's a perfect movie. So Sleepy Hollow. All right. Sammy, what's your favorite animal? I think you know this, but it's a shark, probably great white shark. I have a shark tattoo. I love sharks. I'm scared of them. I mean, healthily scared of them. Yeah, I you think. have a respect for them. I have yeah. a respect. Yeah, I love them. Great. Yeah, you're in you're in company that also really loves great white sharks. Jeff, what number are they for you? Great whites? Yeah. Well, they're my second favorite shark. Yeah. I think they were around like 12 or 13. Okay. What's your favorite shark? Whale shark. Yeah. Mike, I think that's my number one favorite animal. Ooh. Mm. Mike, great whites are two for you? Three? Three. Three overall. Yeah. Tiger, killer whale, great white. Yeah. And they're number great two Great whites are for so me. sweet. After grizzly right. bears. Yeah. But probably the first tattoo I would get, to be honest. So, mm. all right. What's where, the... like on your belly button? Lower, where it's lower back. <laughs> of course. Eat mouth with your the... mouth is yeah. eating your be- <laughs> belly button or something? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Sammy, an animal that you'd most like to see in the wild? Uh, whale shark's a pretty good one, but I was, I think. I got really obsessed with this animal at one point and it seems like it would be a fun one to see is a harpy eagle. They're mm. just really might, big and sometimes kind of funny month. looking. You're going to see them? I'm hopefully going to see one. but Take pics. Share yeah. those pics. Where? In, what country? In Ecuador, in the rainforest there. They've been seen. You want to make a bet? No, I don't think I will, but there's a <laughs> chance. So I will make a bet million, if you want to. Yeah. A million if to one? If you don't see one, you owe me a million. If you do see one, I owe you a billion. <laughs> Deal. You got a deal. Oh, yeah. You take that every day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. Sammy, is cake and ice cream one dessert or is it two desserts? Two. Correct. Whoa. (laughs) That Uh. seems like Uh, I did not get the reaction. (laughs) You just lost your credibility. With Jeff. (laughs) Not with me. We've gotten quite the fight over this. It still continues to this day, but that was the correct answer. So you are invited back for Leech's part two. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a real roller coaster. Uh, let's just see if we can feed into that real quick. Would you rather have ice powers or tree powers? Describe tree powers to me. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, tree powers, you could like shoot wood at things. You could produce fruit 
if you wanted just to produce fruit to eat, you could grow real tall into a tree and like mm. think Groot from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. If you've okay. seen those, um, yes. you kind of just are able to do whatever a tree is able to do. Ice powers, I think you can conceptualize. I you can like... you can kiss someone and make your mouth cold. <laughs> it's the main perk. Okay, according to Johnny Jeff's answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I'm going to go with my gut here and it's, I think this is the wrong answer, but I'm going ice powers. There's something about it that just feels right for me. All right. I think nice. it would, it's, it's more my no personality. There's no right or wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, is I'm she thinking of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Oh no, Batman? I'm way more invested in the, I like Frozone. tree powers. Okay. You're more invested in yeah. the tree. She just said she's thinking yeah. of Arnold Schwarzenegger in Batman 3 though. That's, <laughs> that's a great, that's a great way to think of it. Yeah. Like he, you could have like so many puns if you had ice powers. Exactly. That's you know. Be me. That's right. That's yeah. what I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for the puns. Hey, cool down. And then you just <laughs> freeze them and like kill them. All right. And one last question for you. Um, you are considered, you know, you you watch a lot of movies. I think you're a movie aficionado. You work in the movie industry. Do you have a horrific animal attack scene from a movie that stands out? Um I thought about this and I was like, don't say The Revenant. Everyone would say The Revenant. <laughs> I mean, answer, but it, it is a horrifying one. But I'm going to go with something else just to switch it up. And it's the birds. And it's that final attack scene oh, in the wow. birds. And yeah. I think it's because it's very hard to watch because I know Alfred Hitchcock was so horrible to Tippi Hedren during the filming of that movie and used actual birds in that scene when he told her they would be uh, animatronic birds and so you're seeing real fear on her face and she just went through absolute hell for that movie and so I'm, I'm gonna go with that the birds we have a cousin that developed a healthy fear of birds from watching the birds so it was an effective yeah. movie yeah i understandably yeah well those are great answers thank you so much for answering our questions we have one last question for you and it's going to be our claw rating. So at mm. the end of each episode, we assign from one to 10 claws. We give the animal that we've been talking about a rating. So if you love the animal, if it's your favorite, you know, it's a great white shark, that's 10 claws. Okay. If it's a mosquito, it's, you know, probably zero claws. Or like that's a great. leech. So, yeah. <laughs> so I do think <laughs> we're going to have an animal that's going to get a little roasted here. But uh, I'll start off. I'm going to give the leech... Two claws. This is a two claw animal for me. I think they're a really good food base for a lot of animals, but I am not interested in interacting with them or seeing them. So two claws. I'm going to go three claws because I hear some of them are really pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One, one claw. (laughs) All right. I don't want anything to do with them. Perfect. It's a good answer. Stay away. (laughs) Why not zero? Oh, can right. we go to zero? Zero. Sure. Yeah, yeah. no claws. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't care. All you leeches out there. I don't care about <laughs> alienating our leech audience. <laughs> I would go zero, but because of the 69 sex stuff, I think I'll <laughs> give them a three. Yeah. They, yeah, that gives them, gives them I quite mean, how three whole points. Animals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, for animals to be... You just don't think animals are doing that. All right. That's fair. <laughs> and then um, I guess. I'll put them at 2,500 even. 
for your for my total overall, overall ranking. Jeff does an overall mm-hmm. too. So yeah. All right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thanks so much. For I might have us. to bump them back in the future. Yeah. As well. When someone <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of animals out there. Uh, thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Sammy, for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Do you want to do do a quick plug for Too Scary Didn't Watch? Sure. Yeah. Yes, you can listen to my podcast, Too Scary Didn't Watch, wherever you get podcasts. Like we said, it's me and my two co-hosts, Emily and Henley, who are very scared of scary movies. So I just tell them the plots of scary movies. Sometimes we have a good time. Sometimes I really ruin their days. <laughs> just depends. What's your most recent episode? Um, Reanimator. Re- I'm looking yeah, at re- it right now. Reanimator. We have disturbing behavior will probably be out by the time this is out. Oh, that's cool. a good was, one. We had fun on that one. Yeah. Um, Reanimator, we had less fun on. Even though it is a pretty fun movie, there's one very unfun scene. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and we are, we have a lot of great guests. Wes has been a guest. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have Mike on for Nick Cage. Yes. <laughs> Wait, isn't there? He's he's. I mean, we've done a lot of the Nick. We just did the Wicker Man. It Nick looks like Cage. Wicker Man. I mean, he has so many though. You'll yeah. Be yeah. Able to figure something. Yeah, we we haven't done a. There. Mom and dad yet? That's still on the table. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> uh, you guys just had Paul F. Tompkins on again too, right? Uh, we're having him on for our live show on October 29th. And yeah, he's been on a couple episodes. We did Jaws with him and yeah. Orphan First Kill, which it's is a, a fine film. <laughs> no, it is. It's really a very fun one. Um, That's great. Yeah, so... Yeah, That's... fun fun guests, fun show. And I'll say, like, as a listener, um, I think all three of you have, like, I think all three of you are very funny, like, in very different ways. So I genuinely really enjoy listening to the podcast. So I recommend it wholeheartedly. Thank um, you, Wes. Check it out, listeners. And thanks again, Sammy. It's been really Thank fun. Thank you guys for having me. This was very fun. I'm, I'm curious to see what types of nightmares I will have tonight. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I'll send you the photos after we log on. Don't you dare. Only of the pretty ones. (laughs) Maybe you'll literally swallow a leech. Maybe it won't even be a nightmare. Maybe you'll actually do it. That would be a big coincidence if that happened (laughs) tonight. I would be really surprised, but you never know. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everyone. Love you. See ya.